Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Thursday, August 19th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. A question about where a Rolla City Council member lived before being elected illustrates how such matters are determined. Residency is a uh, kind of a complicated issue. It's not not as cut and dry as it may seem. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on who makes sure Missouri candidates meet the requirements to hold office. That story in just a few minutes. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones says city employees will soon be required to get the COVID-19 vaccine or take a weekly coronavirus test. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. The policy applies to nearly 6,000 employees and will go into effect on October 15th. The city started offering $100 gift cards in July to entice workers to get the vaccine. It has also offered Cardinals tickets. Mayor Tashara Jones says those incentive programs weren't getting enough results. Well, we were trying to carry it before the stick. Um, we've had a vaccine incentive program out there for approximately a month now, and uh, we've seen a very slow uptake on uh, those who were getting vaccinated. She says the new policy will also help the city understand just how many city employees have been vaccinated. She says about half of police have gotten the vaccine, but she doesn't yet have firm numbers across all departments. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Federal health officials will soon require all nursing home staff to be vaccinated against COVID-19. President Biden has announced the new mandate but is not saying when it will go into effect. The move comes as the fast-spreading Delta variant has fueled a surge in COVID-19 cases, especially among unvaccinated people. Marjorie Moore is the executive director of Voice STL. That's a group which advocates for nursing home residents and their families. It's really concerning to have staff bringing uh, the virus in, um, potentially exposing residents to it. You know, everybody's trying to wear PPE. Everybody's trying to avoid this. But having staff fully vaccinated will make residents even more safe. Nursing homes will be required to vaccinate all staff against COVID-19 to continue receiving Medicare and Medicaid funding under the new mandate. People in the St. Louis County Jail awaiting trial are being detained longer than they were a decade ago. A report by researchers at the University of Missouri-St. Louis shows the average stay increased by 56 percent over that period. Co-author Beth Hubner says an increase in bail amounts over $5,000 is one factor. It's very difficult for most people that are in jail to pay that amount. So even if it's gone up a small amount to the people who are in jail and often their families, this is just a barrier that's too high for them to cross. Hubner spoke on St. Louis on the Air. On average, jail stays have increased by 12 days in the last 10 years. Hubner hopes officials use the report to shorten jail time. Army veteran and former Missouri Secretary of State Jason Kander says the U.S. should prioritize getting those who helped our military out of Afghanistan. Kander was a military intelligence officer in Afghanistan in 2006 and early 2007. He's not surprised by the Taliban's quick takeover of the government, and he doubts claims that members are not as militaristic as they were in the 1990s. I'm very skeptical of the idea that the Taliban is going to be anything other and the brutal gang that they've always been. I mean, um, I don't think we should have any illusions about that. 
Kander made those comments to KCUR in Kansas City. He is president of the Veterans Community Project. A recently elected member of the Rolla City Council may not be eligible to serve in the office. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports, the situation underlines the difficulty in Missouri of how to prove where an elected official lives and who is in charge of enforcing residency requirements. It's obvious that a local governmental official has to live in the district they're looking to serve. But Richard Sheets, executive director of the Missouri Municipal League, says that's easier said than done. Residency is a uh, kind of a complicated issue. It's not, not as cut and dry as it may seem. Take, for example, the case of Rolla City Councilwoman Mariah Renaud. Rolla's election ordinance states to serve on the city council, a candidate must be a resident of the city for one year prior to the election and six months before election day in the ward they're looking to serve. Renaud purchased a home in the city's first ward in 2019, but was registered to vote in the fourth ward, where she voted in the November 3, 2020 election, less than six months before the municipal election. She then ran for office in the first ward and won on April 6, 2021. Renaud declined a request for a recorded interview, but says she lived in the home of Robert Kessinger, who was also elected to the council in April while she was recovering from a medical issue. Renaud says the Kessinger family helped her recover and offered support. She says she split her time 50-50 between her first ward home and the Kessinger home in the fourth ward. On November 3, 2020, Renaud voted in the fourth ward while claiming residency in the first ward for purposes of her upcoming city council run. No one looked into the discrepancy. Sheets has advised cities who've asked about these kinds of cases. Really, the advice we tell them is where the, where the individual declares their residency, that's their residency. But it's really not the place of the city clerk or the city to question if those requirements are met. It's a system that has its detractors. Well, Jonathan, I think it sucks. <laughs> that's Rolla Mayor Lou Magnitz. He says it's very frustrating that there's no entity that checks to make sure someone meets the qualifications to run for public office, including their residency. I think it's baloney that we just put a statement in front of somebody and said, hey, you read this and we're going to take your word for it. Go ahead and sign it. Because that's essentially what the system is doing right now. Residency isn't just a city issue. Josh Hawley faced residency questions both as attorney general and U.S. senator. State legislators Holly Rader and Nick Schroer also were the subject of residency accusations. Courts ruled in favor of Schroer and the other cases didn't get that far. And it's not just a residency issue. Arala City Councilman Daniel Jones resigned from office in 2019 because of a felony conviction in his past that prohibited him from holding public office. While that conviction was on his record for years before his election, it wasn't investigated before he ran for the city council. The current system is in place through state law and Supreme Court rulings, which prohibit a city from doing any kind of eligibility check on someone running for office. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft says that rule is a good one. He also doesn't want county clerks or other election authorities to get involved in assessing the residency of a candidate. Because we don't want anyone to think that the administration of elections is partisan if we are put in the middle of deciding who is allowed to run for that office. But Ashcroft agrees with magnets that state law should be changed so that someone checks on basic qualifications 
before an election. I don't think it's something where people say, oh, we shouldn't check the qualifications, but it's trying to find the right person, the, the right individual or in entities that won't be seen as being biased or is inherently biased. Unless there is a change in state law, there will be no one who checks whether someone is eligible to serve in an office they're running for, regardless if they live outside the district or have a felony conviction in their background. It's up to either the opposing candidate to file a protest within 30 days after the election or for a citizen to file a complaint with the county prosecuting attorney and hope they investigate the matter. Rachel Schneider, who lost to Renaud, didn't challenge the election. She declined to comment further. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.